Hello and welcome back to Brand Talk and I'm still your host IQGB and today we are continuing on the Yummy Drop story. <laughs> Alright, so like I stopped the last time, uh, the last I believe the last thing I talked about in the first episode was how we ended up employing three dispatchers and all and it was a very, um, I would say... I was elated yeah that was the feeling back then Uh, september you know august september i was elated like the whole feeling of having this finally come to reality because it's it's one thing for you to have it on paper or for you to have it in your mind it's another thing for you to see it you know so i remember having to send those pictures to my mentor and you know he's telling me like wow how impressed he is by because you know we we saw it on paper like we did the design and everything but seeing it real life was something else so uh i was very elated that period and in my euphoria (laughs) i would have made a lot of mistakes in fact i made some mistakes but thank god for um having guardrails gather guardrails in the sense of a mentor like tola alabi and you know other friends i had okay that's how i immediately went and i employed three uh dispatchers and i put them on monthly payments immediately without even <laughs> wondering how okay if we've started making any form of sales or not but then there was something else like i remember the entire idea when it comes to yummy drop was just um we're gonna set up a web page we're gonna set up a website and an app that allows people to book those uh orders just like you have pretty much yummy drop is the uber of cake delivery that's just the best way to so of course i had the discussion with the uh developers and all and then i also had discussion with this um i i, I contacted like uh, a creative team to come up with this ad campaign they've sent their budget and all and i was just about making payment for this for the uh, website for the app for the um the creative ad campaign when i said okay let me just let me just share this with my mentor and then get his opinion on this so i just called him up he's like this is what is going on this is what i want to do and he told me to like hey relax relax like calm down the thing is as much as this now this is him talking to me now so as much as i've had my conversation with bakers and we've been able to come up with this I really don't know i really still do not know much about this business i need to start and then fill out some some things or so many things so i can understand the business model better and in understanding the business model i can understand how to tell the story well because for example the ad campaign i'm trying to run i do not i don't really know how to tell that story well i don't know who i am targeting for well I need to start 
yes you know i had i, I still had some money on me so i was feeling uh, like i can do this you know because i wanted to start everything with a blast and he used his own experience with how he started his own um uh, he, he, how he relaunched his own business and the mistakes he made he used that as some sort of uh you know to guide me you know like it was better for me to start with things that did not cost me so instead of focusing on a website or an app i can just start with using social media and whatsapp and just things that are free basic things that are free because i don't know if this money i want to spend if it would come in handy later on i'm gonna be honest he was absolutely right and i know the i i told the developers i told the guys on the uh, with the ad campaign okay you know what let's just dial back and then you know i'll get back to you on this and all that but then i just but one thing i know is that there's a reason why i chose him as a mentor there was something i saw in him so i just did not blink in like all right let me just start so that's what i did I started and all and there was already um, because he made me realize that there was already some sort of uh, cost already for me in terms of like I have three people I'm going to be paying monthly that's without even having to earn anything yet and I did not mind as of then because like we still had uh, I had cash and I felt like okay I can put this into the business and just use it for like I, I believe the calculation then was from September to December there was enough cash to ensure that uh, salaries were paid from September to December without having to so we started over operations and all and the first thing we did was some sort of um an unofficial test and that was when my good friend temitope monye and i call her thames you know uh, i believe her daughters they have they, their birthdays fall in the same month so that day that time that period he decided to celebrate it the same day so i was like uh she was like yeah why don't you guys use my because she ordered some cupcakes for her daughters and like why don't we use it as some sort of test drive to really see how well these boxes are suited for the delivery i'm like okay that's that's amazing and all so we already planned okay uh she's gonna make the video from our end when it comes to see how it is so i sent one of the dispatchers they picked up the cupcakes from the baker and then got to her destination but i was totally disappointed when i got the feedback from her like the whole thing was messed up like the whole cupcakes were messed up like it was so messed up and you know it it, it made me better understand like oh, okay there were some things we were missing in the box there were some things that i should that should be in the box like at first there was a lot of movement there was a lot of movement we did not take care of because there's one thing with cakes or one thing with transporting things like that whether cupcakes or cake is to restrict movement as much as possible but we uh in that delivery we understood that there was still movements there were still movements that were possible which made the cupcakes just like i can't even i believe I still have the picture in my phone because it's more of like a reminder because that was the first that was the first um 
it was an unofficial delivery which we pretty, pretty much call it a test run but sometimes i still look at him and i'm like ah, you, you must be crazy for allowing us use your like but that's the sort of honestly that's the sort of belief people will look at you and your project like when you have people that are willing to stick themselves it's it's an it's it's something i wish for every entrepreneur out there people that are willing to believe so much in you they are willing to stake a lot to see you succeed and temi is one of those people for me i learned a lot from that and then we had to like okay there's still a lot of movement in this box so we got um i believe uh furniture makers yeah so we, ha- we started building things inside the box to ensure that okay those movements were restricted and once we had that sorted out we went on another test run so this time around i decided that uh i bought cake and sent it to a location and then had it sent back to me so i understood with that i understood okay we've sorted out the issue of the movement the next thing to sort out is because with the abuja with the abuja weather yes the box was built in a way to fight off or fend off the uh, abuja weather but let's offend off negative weather but let me just not say abuja weather but the, the honest thing the honest truth is that it was made in china and i really don't know much about the weather over there so we realize that if it's if the if it's a long delivery per se it gets to a point it starts melting off that was one thing we realized and we then we realized that we had to add an extra form of cooling into it and that's when we introduce ice block containers inside the box and with that ice block containers you know we saw okay we saw a, a, a huge improvement because we were able to do i believe we did about yeah four test runs we did about four test runs uh the first with the cupcakes and the other three with cakes and all and by the time we did the fourth you know we had gotten something that was better than the first and believe we got something that was better than the first uh we started now pushing out content to get people aware that we are here and then to try to get more people to like patronize us and then i uh, then because i wanted yummy drop to stand out in a way i know and looking at the risk involved the whole possibility i came up with this rate card a rate card that to me uh made us stand out because i did not want us to be confused with the uh with the regular dispatch uh businesses in abuja so i came up with this um rate card that had a so there was this uh 2000 naira mandatory fee on top of every delivery because we looked at it that we're delivering cakes these things are very fragile so we basically call it an insurance thing right so the 2000 naira is you paying for the insurance of the cake so that if anything happens to the cake we are to take we are to take 100 percent uh responsibility for that and then that was the mandatory free and then there was now uh, a distance or a delivery fee that started from 500 naira to so we, we did that by distance so we calculated based on distance and all that but the minimum was 500 naira so we pushed it out there and there was some sort of there was a lot of pushbacks because when bakers contact me and like okay um when we got when we get to the price it first starts with 
you guys are using bike and then we like explain okay this is how this is our box and everything and we send pictures of our delivery buses i'm like okay this is new right so since it's new we're willing to give it a try now when we get when we get to the charge and they hear this 2000 naira, and especially it's going to be on every delivery they pretty much like nah no i can't do that this is too expensive i can't do that this is too expensive and i was a bit um to me i was looking at it in terms of like oh, okay they will understand don't worry this is what i was telling my dispatchers because you know i'm aside from being the founder or the owner i'm the chief encourager <laughs> i'm the chief encourager because i remember then we, we will go I think we've gone like two weeks without any delivery then i'm like the guys were like okay so what we just come to work we just stay around and then nothing and yeah i know you said you're going to pay us but i'm like i tell them don't worry you guys you're you're gonna be paid and all that and we we tried out a lot of things we printed flyers we had the dispatchers go around sharing flyers to so many even myself to so many um big uh bakeries or cake businesses around and all and so that was just the back and forth and at first i was like don't worry the the people will come around because they would they will understand our model so that was what i was saying then but i did not know then because it was it was later on that i realized i did not know then that i was blinded by what i thought was oh a superior business model that people need to that people need to come around to i like so i felt like the, the our customers need to come around to this model and all but it's a conversation for <laughs> i don't know maybe here or maybe later on so going forward and you know uh two weeks was going to i think the first month we did not have any paid delivery for that first september and all and except for uh because what we did was like for my uh, for my family members that period doing their birthdays and all just so to ensure that we we understood what was happening i remember uh my brother's cake i had it delivered with the guy so as to ensure that okay everybody uh, understands how to do this well and all so the next month uh that's october we got this order and the reason why we got this order was like that month i decided to like okay your first order with us we're gonna give you i believe uh we're gonna give you um 50 percent off on the delivery on the delivery charge we're gonna give you 50 percent off on the delivery charge so basically you're paying for the you're paying for the mandatory charge and then just 50 percent of the delivery charge so i remember we had this baker contact us and then when we told her that you know she was like okay don't worry i don't know i, I think maybe she did not just have any because i if I, I don't know maybe she did not have any other alternative that day she decided to use us and then we went we did the delivery it was good there was no complaint and all that and that reinforced what i was like okay don't worry they'll come around they'll still come around and all and yeah she was able to come back again and then she referred to someone she referred to someone else and all but the thing is that that whole period 
I we didn't do more than five paid deliveries. I think yeah, we didn't do more than five paid deliveries that whole period. In fact, the whole of 2021. Yeah, the whole of um from September to December, we didn't do not more than five paid deliveries. And I kept on paying salaries. That was just the weird thing. It was it, it was just the weird thing and all and by the time we got to December, I realized that, okay, uh, yes, I've paid this up until December. That's the plan. But what's the plan for January, right? How are we going to make this sustainable? Because we, <laughs> we have to get to a point where this starts making sense. So I went back to my mentor and I discussed the issue with him like, okay, we're not really getting money from this and i'm spending a lot of money on salaries and and stuff you know and it was like okay maybe what you need to do now is to restructure your um uh for your uh, dispatchers have a sort of form of restructured engagement with the, with them since the orders are not coming in as much maybe what you're going to do now is engage them based on like just basically instead of a monthly payment let them be engaged based on what they do like in terms of like uh, let them be paid based on each delivery they go at least till we're able to stand on ground and start getting because we needed cash flow we needed cash flow and all that and we're not getting that cash inflow so not cash flow we're, we're not getting that cash inflow and yeah but that did not go down well with the dispatchers i believe by december i lost the two dispatchers they just went on their way and i just had one uh abdul and i really want to appreciate abdul for staying behind i don't know why uh i don't know maybe it's because of the proximity proximity to me because abdul uh lives in the same estate that i live and yeah i think that was what made him made it easier for him so basically from january till and in january we had to now do a lot of renewal like um especially for the local government papers because it's done on a yearly basis so you must do it from january to december it's from january to december so we have to do those renewals and all for at first i'm like okay since it's just abdul right i'm just going to renew for one bike and then that's how uh we just did the renewal for one bike and then kept the other two uh of course now there are now four kept the other four and then let's just see how it goes because right now i was just trying to understand how to start how to get cash into the business and uh we did not have any we did you know we didn't have any orders january the whole of january yeah we had a few orders i think about three orders in february because of the whole i think because of you know the valentine thing and all that we had about three orders so abdul was taking care of it and abdul was the only dispatcher i had at that time and i I must confess, I started getting frustrated with the whole <laughs> business model. Cause now the reason why I was getting frustrated was like people were coming to the page asking, and when we got to the price, they leave. People were coming, and I kept on thinking that oh, at some point, 
these guys will align at some point they will come around and all that and because i felt that there was something special with what we're doing because we were the only business in abuja and as far as i'm concerned the whole of nigeria that uses bikes to deliver cakes and so good we, we operated with is cakes and things that are cake like cupcakes and stuff so and then at this pressures after ensuring you know how to drive and all that we take you through the training of handling cakes as well so we're like even with the whole uh trying to convince people that oh these guys are experts at handling this you can trust us with this we're still getting a lot of no no you guys are expensive and all that and it got really frustrated for me i'll be honest it got so frustrated for me that at some point i started thinking of just packing up the whole thing i believe that was towards april right yeah that was towards april because i did not understand from september till april we had less than 10 deliveries 10 paid deliveries and it was becoming annoying uh, it was becoming frustrating and all and there was a lot of bills because i had put in a lot so you know that period um i started getting flashback you remember i told you like people my friend my parents like people had told me about this business in terms of like are you sure this business is profitable so those voices of then started resounding i started hearing them again i started doubting myself doubting like okay maybe i shouldn't have gone into this at all like that is it maybe i shouldn't have gone into the business at all maybe i was way in over my head you know in that frustration and all i if there's one thing about me i am a spiritual person i believe in the spiritual like so i prayed i poured out my heart to god because he's one anchor for me as a he's the surest anchor to me as a businessman and all and i remember one of those nights i cried so much like I cried so much that my pillows were soaking with my tears and all that and I just went to bed. I went to bed with um we're thinking that you know by the end of this month nothing changes. I'm just going to close up everything. And the reason why it was painful like the reason why it was this frustrating and all like cuz there were some things I had missed and all. So prior to starting Yomi Drop I had um I had a paid job. I had a paid job also. I was working with an NGO and it was an amazing team. I loved working there and all that. However, when I started Yomi Drop, because as of that September and all, I was still working and all, and I realized that I couldn't do this. And Yomi Drop felt like a side hustle, and I didn't want it to be that. It was a brand that I have intentionally been building from since february 2021 so there was no way i was going to treat it as a side hustle so i knew i had to give up the paid job and it wasn't just about giving up the paid job like give up working with these amazing people that were affecting lives so the exit was pretty much done like there was bad blood generated so i had a lot of regret <sighs> like there was just so many regrets so many doubts Am I sure I made the right decision? What is going on? And I was broke then. Broke, not in the sense that I wasn't seeing money, but for every money I get, because I, you know, I'm, I'm a designer and a run, I'm a graphic designer and a run, I run a 
graphic design business in Abuja. So for money I get from that project, I plow it into Yomi Drop. Like it was just Yomi Drop was just like it was just like the, you know giving birth to a baby, and you have to put in every resources to ensure that the baby stay alive. And that period, that 2022. For the for the first six months i had to like put in my own personal resources into ensuring that with we did uh social media adverts like over and over again just to but still yet as much as we are putting in money we're getting a lot of no's now you guys are expensive and all so that night i had just i had cried myself to bed and decided that now nah, if this doesn't work i'm just gonna throw in the towel and after after all like it's not the end of life i'm i'm a business person you know this is just one project that failed and we re- i i just learned from it and then find something uh some sort of uh teaching experience or a learning experience per se so i went to bed and i woke up to a message i woke up to a message of a pastor of mine and this is interesting because i had never discussed my yummy job situation with at least as of then it was just uh no even my mentor i hadn't even discussed that situation with my mentor i had not even discussed it with anyone it was something i kept close to me and i just got a message from him encouraging me with the word of god that this business will not fail i still have that message like I held on to that and I cried like a baby that morning because I felt like God wasn't sleeping at all. He has been looking at me and probably would do I was just in my emotions that I did not hear him and he said he decided to speak to someone else to speak to me. He gave me direction and all. I'm like, okay. I said like I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't longer gonna feel sorry or bad for myself and all that and it's time to now discuss with someone like I'm just I'm at a, I'm at an impasse people have gone through this people have done this ahead of me and I called my mentor this is what is going on and I re- I remember what one thing he told me and this is something I I came to realize from later on reading this book Built to Last. He told me that I am focused on something that is not the anchor. The pricing is not the core. Sorry, something that is not the core of the business. The core of the business is to make deliveries. The price is not, is not the core of the business. Our core is to serve people, right? The, the, what we are charging is not the core. That I made something that is supposed to be flexible. I made it rigid and hoping that people will come around. And he spoke with me that day and it felt I, I felt like some sort of veil was lifted. I was I was made aware of my bias and of my blindness to how my blindness and my stubbornness was almost ruining this business. I'm like, oh wow. So immediately after that conversation, I went straight to the rate card because we had developed a rate card. I scrapped the mandated you know he made i remember a comment he made that this model maybe if it was outside nigeria people would not have an issue with it but because i have to look i have to look with at the environment i'm working with because i realized that i was looking i was going or i was focused on 
the outside model was working overseas because that was where i got the idea of using um delivery boxes and bikes to deliver cakes i was focused i was more focused on that than understanding that i have a unique marketplace i have a unique environment here in nigeria and even the way I had i had modeled yomi drop it was modeled to the high class in in terms of people that run uh, big, uh cake businesses and the problem is that those people that run cake businesses will not come to me because some of them already have cars like they have their own cars that they use for delivery so they will not need me now the people that are coming to me are the regular folks the small medium businesses that they would rather use boat they would rather use boat than pay this mandatory like when i say boat i mean uh we have boat and uber in abuja here than pay this mandatory fee so i immediately scrapped it and once i scrapped it i just now restructured the stroke uh, the the rates to go via um using kilometers and all and then just structured it in a way that i okay i brought in my friends that were uh experts in terms of uh business and accounting and we're able to structure it in a way using the uh current economy situation was going to make us profitable per se you know the funny thing it wasn't up to two weeks after i did this restructuring we started getting orders left right and center like i'm like wow <laughs> we started getting orders left right and center i remember um for the yeah it was in april for the other two weeks because this was happening by the first week or so yeah the second week for the remaining of april we made we hit about thirty thousand plus yeah thirty thousand plus naira i'm like okay so i pretty much have been the one holding myself back so you see that was just how <laughs> i held myself i've been holding myself back and you know day after day we keep on getting new people coming in and then making orders although it wasn't that boom like it wasn't something that so many people like but we're getting new people we're consistently having deliveries per day one or two deliveries each day so it was more of like a departure from what had been happening from between uh september till the first two weeks of april september 2021 to the first two weeks of april in 2022 and yeah and this was done with having just uh one dispatcher i had just abdul at the time because the whole of 2022 i operated with just one dispatcher at a time yeah i'll tell the story so yeah we started working we started working that way i had uh, abdul and all and then i was able to now revert back to the salary base because i then i was operating with abdul before then i was operating with him based on like okay we're going to do this based on each deliveries and allow you to do other things in terms of like other jobs and all uh, but when we had some sort of turnaround and we started getting deliveries of like okay we can now go back to the salary structure of which we did and all and um along the line uh, in 2022 abdul had to leave because he had to focus on a, a job that he had then that needed his attention and i had to go get another dispatcher and yeah uh so i think 
I'll tell the story of the I'll tell that story in the next episode and all that. But I just wanted to focus this episode on how I was blinded by what I perceived that I knew it better. I did not read my environment. I did not read my marketplace. I I did not look at it in terms of like this is Nigeria and not you the uk this is nigeria not the us like i was serving a unique environment i was blinded by that and i almost ruined this business by just focusing on like no these people should have just come around yeah they should have just come around to this so yeah but in the end i'm really glad i like i'm really grateful to god i'm grateful to so many my pastor um my mentor like pastor Machuku, I, I like thank you so much because uh, that message was a saving grace for me i i don't know i don't know what i would have done i don't know how would have uh how it would have turned out if i did not wake up to see that message especially when i did not and that was seeing that message i had to later on have the conversation with him like that was the first time i opened up to him about your me drop and what has been happening because people will ask me okay what's up i'll just say it's fine you know it's 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 a nigerian thing right <laughs> or it's it's a people thing it's fine even when i knew i was suffering i was dealing with a love like doubt a love regret a lot of like frustration a lot of like i wish i had done i wish i had even listened to my dad and gone into the buying and selling business it got to that extent i was like it's just how five million just went off the like just poofed just like that i didn't i didn't make up to twenty thousand from first september 2021 to the second week of april 2022 i didn't make up to what i didn't make up to 15k what am i saying i didn't make up to 15,000. it was crazy it was crazy i wow (laughs) yeah so that's that's our story for today in our episode two so in my episode three i'm i'm gonna focus more on my my journey with my dispatchers at the time and you know the headache that came with operating in the dispatch business in abuja and all so i'll see you in the next episode peace